0: Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast That's the way the cookie crumbles It is just me and Stan today As you can tell By a distinct lack of mouth breathing Jim is not here
1: (laughs) He is, he's very busy tonight He's doing all the uh He's doing all the, well, Donnie Osmond's coming over, I didn't want to really say, but Donny's coming over from Utah, bringing a few uh, Mormons with him, and, and Jim's getting all the, the buffet sorted for him, so he's had to go Costco. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's good of him that he's actually spending some money, because he turns the gas off when he's flipping his bacon, that lad. Yeah, he does, he does. Well, yeah. some, you might need that, he might he might be smart, he might be smarter than the rest of us, but yeah, no, he's gone getting some wraps and uh, some muffins and that for the Osmond's. Yeah, and someone we
0: quite the opposite of of Jim, someone who's not very tight, but don't let the Everton fans hear you that Stan. Farad Masheeri's Everton—they spanked Brighton this weekend. Did and that I, and and that is the only word for it—a spanking. Sean Dyche. It was it was it wasn't even this weekend. It was on Monday. Tell a lie. Tell a lie. But yeah, five-one away at the Amex. I don't think anyone for Everton
1: would even score, let alone score five. No, it it doesn't feel like, I mean, I I could be wrong here, somebody, you know, but it doesn't feel like many teams have gone to Brighton this season and won comfortably, I think, uh, like I say, it could be wrong, somebody might go, you daft fucker, somebody won 4-0 in March or something, but it's been a long season, so forgive me, but the fact that Everton have gone there, a five-star display by Sean Dyche's men, 3-0 up within, was it half an hour or so, exactly what they need, I mean, coming up clutch there, 15%, of the total league goals scored this week, uh, this season was scored this weekend, which is a hell of a start. Cook told me that before we started, uh, and like I say, coming up clutch there for Everton, they really needed a result. Uh, I think they've got City next, and then I'm not sure the two fixtures after that, but I think they're, they're pretty winnable. And uh, me and Cook were saying that, I think one more win for Everton, uh, and that will see them safe. So they've got, yeah, City next, and they're away at Wolves, and then at home to Bournemouth. Nah, I honestly think, you know, by that point, Wolves and Bournemouth will be uh, the heads will be on the on the Abifa strip. So uh, Everton could eat very well, but if you play like this, they could beat both of them. If they if they play like this in both those games, and then you know they're, they're definitely safe. If they win two more, they're done. But I think one more win out of those last three, it's probably not going to be City. So focus on Wolves and Bournemouth. They should be safe, and I think the Premier League's better for it. I know we laugh at Everton, and a lot of Liverpool fans are, are pretty much waiting for the rest of the season to see are Everton going to get relegated Um, but I think the Premier League needs them Uh, the top flight they've always been in the top flight of football so uh, the great entertainment value whether they're doing well or not uh, they're always a a good club good supporters loyal supporters Um, yeah it's a a grand old team to support so that's all I'll say on it yeah and uh, they're
0: very lucky that Daesh as Daesh does has put a run together at the end of the season yeah picking up points because they're going to be slapped with probably a ban for FFP. They're moving into that stadium which handcuffs some spending in and of itself and combine that with if they went to the Championship. I know people are saying, oh, parachute payments, but they only last for three years. So Yeah, it's it's not what you want. When they moved into the uh, the Emirates, sorry Stan, um, they really couldn't do anything for maybe like two years.
1: They couldn't, and I mean, people might say parachute payments, but I'll tell you what's better than a parachute payment, Cook, a Premier League payment, and that's staying in the Premier League, so uh, that's the most important for Everton, with that stadium, they need to be a Premier League club, and like you say, they will they will be hamstrung uh, a little bit by the stadium and FFP, points deduction, fines, whatever's going to come from that, but again, waxing lyrical about Sean Dyche there's probably not many better managers in the Premier League that can do it on a shoestring and I've proven to do that with getting Burnley into the Europa League places signing you know players for 1 million 2 million and freeze and developing lads from from the academy like Dwight McNeil who was who was outstanding on the weekend uh, you know scoring two goals one of them being well both of them being outrageous for different reasons but the first one sitting the keeper on the defender down and almost running it to the net while celebrating was uh, was great to see so I I like Everton, you know, Everton don't like United, but I don't hold that against them, Um, that's fine. I I think Everton are a great club, I I, I like all the supporters, I think they're very passionate, which, you know, sometimes can be memed a little bit, but there's nothing wrong with it and I think, like I say, the Premier League is is far better off having Everton in it, so I'm I'm glad that they're uh, in a healthy position going into the last three games. Definitely, and something I heard, I think, on another podcast I was listening
0: to before, and it was basically saying that all the teams that are in the bottom three are teams that have probably hung on a little too long to managers. Yeah, Southampton replacing Hassan Hasenhutl, Leeds replacing Gracia after replacing Marsh. And then Leicester, obviously, with Rodgers and Dean Smith coming in. But Everton, Stan, like we said, Daish was in early and we said that they probably do need to get him in now or they will probably leave it too late and we did say if they went down to the Championship, who better to get them back up than someone who is amazing and can ball on a budget. So, yeah, we'll just move on. We spoke about Everton could be on the IB for strip soon, Stan. A team that I definitely thought would be and that factored into me back in Leicester double chance this weekend. So stupid of me but Fulham beat Leicester 5-3 at Craven Cottage
1: are Leicester down? I think so, yeah, and and Yeah, uh, I do. I don't really see much coming back from it. Uh, Leicester fans chanting you're not fit to wear the shirt at them after it it just doesn't seem like a good atmosphere I, I just don't see which again and i mentioned Everton again dead quickly but the support that Everton fans give the players even in relegation scraps and you know Everton are a club that shouldn't be in relegation scraps you know that they've won titles if they've been in Europe and things like that and they're a big team in the country uh, and they will feel like they should be you know, at least in the top half which right now seems like a pipe dream to them. but they're always behind them especially at home, it's a horrible place to go. And the fact that Leicester are turning on them, they're sat in the relegation zone, the fans are turning on them uh, and there's still three games left. Uh, and they've got Liverpool at home next, which isn't a nice fixture with the arguably the form team in the league outside of Man City and Liverpool with six wins in a row. It could get ugly before the season's even finished. So I think Leicester are down. Yeah, I, I do. And I think they honestly could struggle because... Harvey Barnes, James Madison—they're going to get picked up straight away by Premier League teams, whether that's to go into 11s or Europa League, Champions League squads are picking it up to bolster it. You know, they'll they'll definitely stay around. And after that, you're looking at a very thin squad that might not do a lot even in the Championship. So, uh, Jim's mentioned multiple times on this pod that you could look at Leicester's 11 at times and think it was a Championship 11, and you have a Championship 11, you end up in the Championship. Simple as, and I think they will be there. Yeah, they've
0: been very silly not cashing in on Tielemans and replacing him and running his contract down, giving Vardy a new deal on astronomical amounts of money for them and still playing him and not really like, the new guy.
1: Allowing, allowing Kasper Schmeichel to leave was crazy as well. Like, like the keeper situation is... <laughs> Danny Ward and, and who have they got recently? The Is it another Danish lad? I can't remember his name. It's not Olsen. Iverson, is it? Iverson, yeah, something right. like that. Yeah, so, um, choose going to Atletico. Jansu's so you know. going... Uh, I mean, I looked look at that team. Ricardo Pereira's but, a player, Stan. I'd, I'd have him all day. Well, but, but, I mean, top... Champions League clubs were linked to Wilfred and Didi for 50, 60 million, like Chelsea, United, these clubs. And he's just absolutely fallen off. T. is going to go for free. So, aren't gone for free? Like I say, James Madison and Harvey Barnes, if they get relegated or 100% staying in the Premier League, no matter what Leicester, how much they want and no matter how much they want to keep them, they're, they're not going to, the Premier League players. Um, and, and the rest of them probably aren't, which is the reason you know why they are where they are. So, Court Leicester are down. Would you agree? Yeah, mate, I would agree. Who, who who joins them then? Who are the other two? Is it is it the bottom three going down, or we've not spoken about Forest yet? But Forest and Everton moving out of there is it the Leeds, Leicester Southampton? Is that the three for you? I think it is, mate. To be honest with you, and my mind changes like the weather recently with
0: this because just when you think someone's down, that they're not. And we said earlier in the season about Bournemouth picking up results in weird places, which has helped them out, and that's what Everton have done this weekend. Leicester, you just don't know when they're ever going to show a bit of fight and it's it's a shame and I just think that th- their fall off is incredible from nearly 10 years ago winning the Premier League and for them now to be going into the Championship it's just mental it is genuinely mental and it just shows that the fact that they have been tight in the the market and they have penny-picked and they haven't cashed in and they've hung on to players that don't want to be there like Telemund and Seonchu. and this is is what they could have reinvested and like you said, they've reinvested with championship players and it's a shame. It it genuinely is for them. Like I said, the fall-off is massive and we'll move on to another team whose fall-off, it has been massive against them from the players that they've signed and the players that they've produced and that's Southampton. They did lose away at the city ground 4-3 to Nottingham Forest. And a lot of people, Stan, were saying that this is the result that potentially keeps Forest up. And I'm inclined to agree, mate, given what they've got left to do. They've got to play Chelsea away, which they are fighting for a life Forest and Chelsea are basically on the beach. So I wouldn't put anything past them getting a point there minimum. They've got Arsenal at home, and Nottingham Forest is home and away in form is like Jekyll and Hyde, so I'd back them to get a point anywhere against anyone, sorry, at home. And then they've got Palace away, who are uh, effectively on the beach. So I think that that result's huge for them, Stan.
1: It is. It was. It was a massive result for whichever side that won. Uh, a great game, four three um, penalties, disallowed goals, everything going on, set piece goals, incredible assists from Morgan Gibbs White. It was. It was just a great game to watch, and uh, yeah. The win was massive, but probably even bigger than that. It was whoever lost it it would have pretty much condemned them. You know, Forest could still go down, but I think Leicester with that loss are down. I think it would have been the same either way. It was as as big a game as Everton-Leicester was, which was a great game. But with the draw, kind of rolled over to the next game. And and Leicester lose 5-3 at Fulham and Everton win 5-1 at Brighton. So you can probably afford to draw these games. But I think the loss is probably even bigger than the win at this stage of the season in, in these types of games. So Southampton are down. Uh, I mean, Leicester's fixtures aren't nice. I think they've got Liverpool, um, Liverpool, who was it? Uh, Newcastle and West Ham. Now, Liverpool and Newcastle are both pushing for top four. We'll talk about that later. And West Ham. You know, Okay, they might get lucky last game of the season with the conference final coming up. They might rest or the heads might be on the beach. But they've just beat United 1-0 and I thought they were excellent as well. Um, so, three really not nice fixtures for Leicester. I don't bat them to get any points in, and even as it stands. So, same with Southampton, uh, but Forrest and Everton. Not only are they out of the relegation zone, but I think they've probably got the best fixtures out of the, the five down there as well. Those two. So, it probably finishes as it stands for me. I mean, I agree with you. i my, might You know, we might be talking on next week, and Leicester have beaten you know the informed Liverpool in a, in a brilliant two nil win at, at, at the King Power, and you know that the fans are screaming everybody's name at the end, and it feels like a you know massive. Can they get out and do all this or? No, I wasn't expecting Brighton to lose 5-1 to Everton and I was expecting, like you, I did a prediction, uh, results prediction this weekend and I thought Fulham would be on the beach and Leicester would go there and nick a 1-0 and they got beat 5-3. So who knows, but uh, right now I'm saying that's how it finishes, all three down and, and Everton and Forest will stay up.
0: Welcome back listeners, of course that music can only mean one thing, it is of course the bet of the week and have I got a winner for you, I hope you had a lovely bank holiday but it's time to get serious, the Prem's nearly over, we need to win some cash. So Stan, to start us off, Villa Park, Aston Villa versus Tottenham, Villa are going to beat the Spuds in this one, I mentioned it earlier on in the pod, I hate to do it to myself but I've got to think logically. I think Nottingham Forest double chance is a great price. I genuinely do. I think the 5-1 to one. and like I said, Chelsea are on the beach. How low can they go? Who knows? We shall see. They've not got nice fixtures either. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all with that one. Then we're going to move to Sellers Park. Crystal Palace versus Bournemouth. I'm going to go both teams to score. No draw in that one. And then last but not least, Stans boys, Man United, to beat Wolves at Old Trafford. So just to recap, the bet of the week. Aston Villa versus Tottenham. Home win for Aston Villa in that one. Nottingham Forest double chance away at Chelsea. Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, both teams to score no draw. And Man United to beat Wolves. And Stan, what can the listeners do with that information?
1: We can shove it up the records. Welcome back. We're going to talk about another race... Probably not as important as the other race, but it's still big for those top teams up there and it is the race for Champions League football Uh, and it's very, very tight, should I tell you. Uh, You've got Newcastle on 65 points, is it? United on 63 and Liverpool on 62, is that right? Off the top of my head, I want to say. If if not, there's a point between 4th and 5th. Oh, it is right, I'm getting the thumbs up. So, 65, 63, 62. I think Newcastle and... United both have a game in hand on Liverpool, is that correct? Yeah, so Newcastle, Liverpool have played the most. So, the two teams, United and Newcastle and, uh, and Manchester United, the two United, sorry to, I don't want to upset any Newcastle fans about saying United, Um they both sat in the top four. They're both ahead of Liverpool in fifth, who are the favourite, sorry Spurs fans, but if anybody's going to break into that top four, it's Liverpool, so that's who we're focusing on as a contender in this case. Uh, they both sat in there, they both played a game less and they both got more points, so in theory, they shouldn't, you know, with three, four, four games left for them and three games for Liverpool, they shouldn't be dropping out of it, but Liverpool's fixtures are very nice and as I mentioned before, they've won six games in a row. Five of those six wins have been by one goal now you can look at that two ways you can say is the luck going to run out and they're going to somebody's going to draw with them or could you say that that's resiliency coming into the end of the season and I would probably say the latter one I think Liverpool have been poor I think Liverpool fans would agree with me for a third or you know half or two-thirds of the season Uh, but they've really come into their own in the last well six seven games where they've they've won uh, six on the bounce so I think at some point they were going to put a run that up together with how well they did the season before. It's still the majority of the squad. I don't think they were going to be this bad for 38 games and it might have landed at the perfect time. I mean, United uh, are closest to them. So if Liverpool do win their three games, um, United have to win three of the remaining four because United's goal difference is so bad, it's plus 8 compared to Liverpool's plus 25. So, United need 9 points, but as Ten Hag recently said, it's in United's hands. If United get 9 points from the last 4, it doesn't matter. Liverpool can win all 3 by 10-0 and it doesn't matter because United will finish on 72 points and Liverpool will be on 71. So, uh, it's in United's hands, it's in Newcastle's hands too. Um, who, you know, they're two points clear, so they've got a little bit more breathing space than United and they've got a good goal difference too, so I think if anybody's going to drop out this, this uh, top four, it is United, um, which, you know, they'll be replaced by the massive rivals Liverpool and the difference between fourth and fifth uh, financially and in terms of reputation, attracting players is, is absolutely massive, uh, considering it's only a place apart, very similar to 17th and 18th, but Cook Who's going to finish top four? Is it going to stay the same? Or are Liverpool going to continue their run and, and United not going to win three of their last four? Because that's what they're going to have to do if Liverpool win the next three and make it nine wins in a row. I mean, I, my head
0: says United are going to finish third, Newcastle are going to finish fourth. but yeah,
1: That's interesting. So you, do you think if anybody drops out the top four out of Newcastle and Man United, do you think it's going to be Newcastle?
0: Yeah, I do. Because, right? The logic is United's last three fixtures are Bournemouth away, who are effectively on the beach. United still have everything to play for. They've got Chelsea at home, which is a midweek game again. Chelsea are effectively on the beach, and then they've got Fulham at home, last game of season, who again, yeah. hat trick, are most likely on the beach at this point. Especially last game of season, the only hard game they've really got yeah. left that on paper they shouldn't win this year, this season, is Wolves at home. That that's the hardest yeah. game. Of- again, Wolves. Yeah. At pretty much safe oh they are safe I think but yeah I think that United's fixtures are nice I know Liverpool do have nice fixtures as well but hear me out about these Newcastle ones they've got Leeds away who, against a big Sam team, against his old club, Newcastle, he is willing to be Thanos. He is willing to be that villain in the r 12 kickoff, and weird things happen in the r 12 kickoff stand. So I they wouldn't, do. genuinely, if, if Leeds went and beat Newcastle, it's just something that Allardyce would do. It, it genuinely wouldn't surprise me. Then they've got Brighton at home, a team that, again, have European aspirations mm. themselves and have everything to play for. And Brighton are a good side. I know they got tonked by Everton, but you think Deserve will let that happen twice? Definitely not. And then Leicester again—they're probably down by the time they play them, and they play Chelsea away on the last game of the season, and it'll be—it'll be a hard atmosphere at Chelsea. It'll be Frank Lampard's last game as the manager. The atmosphere will be a good one, and if they have Champions League football still not secured at that point, you—you you can bet your bottom dollar that Chelsea will try and stop them. Yeah, I'd like them to do one year in the Europa, and uh, just so they can sing that lovely song, but. No, I think I think that it could happen. So, but yeah,
1: who is your three? Who's your three, four, and five then after game week thirty-eight? What's it going to look like? So I think third will be Man
0: United. I think that fourth will be Newcastle United again, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that fifth. Let me just double check if it's possible. I I think fifth will be Brighton.
1: Wow. So not, Liverpool won't finish top five?
0: Oh, shit. Sorry, I missed Liverpool out. Sorry. Liverpool will finish <laughs> fifth, Brighton will
1: finish sixth. All oh, right. OK, well, that's fair enough. Do apologise. Um, no, I hope that happens. I would love for United to somehow finish third because the pessimist in me yeah. is thinking that we're going to bottle it up. But then again, the optimist in me is thinking, can this Liverpool side put a run of nine wins together, which is what it will be by the time they get game week 38. I'm, I'm thinking some point, surely they've got to slip up, especially with the one goals. But again, you could flip that and say that's resiliency. They, they win the remaining 3-1-0, like I say. United and probably Newcastle, although sorry, Newcastle have not really focused on the opposition, but Man United, my team, will have to win three of their last four. And I suppose the positive for United fans, which I'll end it on, is that three of our last four are at home against teams all in the bottom half and United's home form this season has been brilliant. I don't think we've lost a game at home until uh, since before the World Cup anyway and that was a 1-0 loss to Sociedad with a questionable penalty, should we say. So our home form is, is is really, really good. So three home games against bottom half, United win all three. We're in the Champions League next season. doesn't matter what happens away at Bournemouth. So it's in our hands, as Eric says, and, and I do hope that we finish top four, but Liverpool are worrying me. But I do agree with you, uh, it would be nice to see Newcastle fall out, but I don't dislike them as much as I dislike that lot down the East Lank. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep hold of Man United, Newcastle United, third and fourth. I don't really care because it doesn't really make a difference. So fingers crossed. OK,
0: listener, welcome back. It is the best time. On the Cookie Podcast, it's the best part of the pod, the part where we get interactive. We let you pretend that you're on the Cookie Pod. Jim's not here today, so you can take his spot. But we do like to keep the 11-ables topical, and Oh, have I got one for you today. I did say to you, the last time that Everton had scored three before halftime was in 2018. And that was away at Turf Moor. So recently, championship winners Burnley. But... Give me the Everton team that day. They played 3-4, 2-1, 2018. And the game was Marco Silva against... Fucking hell.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, Both in the Prem at different clubs now, obviously. Fulham and Everton. Um, Pickford. Pickford is in there. Yeah, England's number one. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, God. I'd, see, I don't know who they've signed under Marco Silva and not. I'm going to say, because it feels like he's been there ages, Michael Keane. Yeah,
0: he was in the middle of the back three. Okay. Uh, Mina? did he sign in, Marco Silva? He scored in this game, Yerimina. He scored. One of the
1: first half goals. One of the first half goals. Second minute. Okay. Uh, 2018 Everton. Uh, Coleman He played right wing back Right wing back Uh, Luca Dean Left wing back Scored twice Wow Um, Okay so I've nearly got the back five So I'm one centre half short here Yep Okay No longer at the club No longer at the club Everton centre half John Stones No Jolly he'd gone Yeah he was at City at that point He He was at City um, right, we'll move forward then. Um, Calvert Lewin, yeah, he
0: spearheaded the attack. Richarlison, no, he was on the bench. No, Richarlison, on the bench. Uh, Bernard, somebody came like that on his, came on and scored. Richarlison, Bernard was there, yeah, one of the worst free transfers I think I've ever seen. Um, oh, shit, who else have the up Uh, Andre Gomez, yeah, he got booked in this one. Stan, you're missing a centre back, a centre mid, a cam slash winger, and that's you.
1: Okay. Um, Fucking hell, I'm racking my brain here. Marco Silva's Everton. Uh, He was in charge of United at this point. Jose, not at the club. Jose and Solskjaer. Okay. Uh, All three not at the club. Can you give me nationalities, or is that obvious?
0: The midfielders one is obvious, but the winger slash cam is English and the defender mm. is French. Walcott. Walcott is the winger, yeah. The defenders what? French. You could say. he's... Well, exactly- Kurt Zuma. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Zuma. Yeah. Um, okay, and the midfielders is obvious. Uh, Sigurdsson. allegedly but yes it is Gilfie (laughs) Sigurdsson it is Gilfie Sigurdsson so yeah nice but the last time that Everton scored three first half goals in the Premier League 2018 five years ago for the Toffees so that away win will have sorted you all out there like I said it was the the win that's probably kept you up this season one more will solidify it but just to recap that 3-4-2-1 under Marco Silva away at Turf Marstan England's number one Jordan Pickford in net Kurt Zuma at centre back with Michael Keane and goal scorer Yeri Mina, Coleman and Luca Dean as the wing backs, Andre Gomez and Gilfie Sigurdsson, your centre mid, and then your two cams, Theo Walcott and Bernard, and Dominic Calvert Lewin leading the line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Walcott and Bernard.
0: Griping <laughs> oh. Yeah, it is. There's, yeah. A few, there's a few players on the bench as well. You've got Stecklenburg. You've got Omar Niasi, if you remember him from Hull City. Wow. You've got Phil Jagielka, Leighton Baines, Richarlison, like I said, came on and scored, Tom Messi-Davis and Idrissa gay who left and came back.
1: Wow. Well. Lovely. That's lovely.
0: What a team. And like you said... The Baines got, and Jagielka still there in 2018. Jesus. They were there for the dressing room, lad. They were there for the dressing room. They were room. They were there for the experience. And and I tell you what,
1: they could use that experience. This bloody year I tell you what, they could. Tell you, they probably check Leighton Baines now over Michelangelo To be fair to them, so yeah, I wouldn't blame them. I think I would. No, you would say. Anyway, there we go. Elevenable. I'm happy with my performance there.
0: Welcome back, listeners. Unfortunately, it is that time of the episode, the time where we do have to love you and leave you. But if you've not had your fix of the Cookie Pod Boys, then you can find us on Instagram by using the handle Cookie Podcast Network. If a full podcast is not for you or you just simply don't have time, we are available on YouTube in clip format. Just type in Cookie Podcast Clips, give us a five star review wherever you get your pods, and pass on the pod to anyone that you might think would enjoy the lighter side of the premier league with the cookie pod boys but yeah it has been another fantastic episode of the cookie podcast and that's the way the cookie